podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hey guys, the last episode of the Nina Calder show of this season. My word, so much to play for, so much drama. Close, again, Man City being Man City and, uh, you know, Liverpool and Wolves final game of season, one of those. Um, the Reds won uh, 3-1 against Wolves, but um, I don't even know what to say. Um, joining me on this podcast, I'm, I'm still a happy person because what a season we've had. But joining me on this podcast, I think it's going to be quite a short one. I'm delighted to have two awesome guests. Um, first up, I'm delighted to be joined by Mando. Amanda, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. Probably 10 years older than I was uh, this morning when the game started, but uh, I feel good. You know, uh, it's been, we won the game. We took care of what we had to take care of, nervy and everything. But, uh, you know, what a, what a performance by the Reds all year. Two losses, um, unlucky in the end. Yes. It, it is what it is. Um, I can't ask for more from this group. I know, and we had that two, when Villa were 2-0 up, man, I was like, oh, come on, oh my God, yeah, literally, yeah, we were a little bit everywhere, and joining Mando on this podcast, um, it's a real familiar voice on the Nina Kaza show, and you know what, last season, I did a lot of podcasting with him, and it was a disappointing season, and it was, and we cannot say the same this season, and you know what, it's an honour to have him back on, it's Dave Horrocks, Dave, welcome back. Hey, Nina, and hey, Mando, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it is a bit disappointing, but you know what? I, I'm still positive. We've just seen an unbelievable season. Uh, so I've just got nothing but admiration for the guys. Yeah. Just fell just a little bit short again. But uh, I'm trying to tell myself, no, it's it's been a great season. So we shouldn't be too down about it. All I'm going to say on this before I get to my first call, I remember, you know, when Liverpool won the league and they were walking it and we were at an easy breeze level and there were some stupid Liverpool fans. I shouldn't call them stupid, but I am. Oh, like a title <laughs> challenge. Do you? Do you? Do you? I tell you what, I was living my best life that season. You know, it was done by, it was done. I don't like this last day tension unless you win it. <laughs> anyway, rant over. I don't like. Actually, just out of curiosity, do you like a title running or do you like to just walk it? I'm going to ask my panel real quick. Mando, you? I mean, if the Reds are walking it, then I'm happy with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And if the Reds win at the last, you know, if they would have won today, I would have loved it too. Um, it was really exciting, man. I can't, I can't tell you anything else. I mean, a lot of leagues across the world, are, we could be PSG and walking the league every year or, or those yeah, types of true. things. Um, but, you know, the Premier League... It, and their ratings owe a lot to to Liverpool being able to do what they do um, and make this a race to the last day. I can assure you that Pep was not uh, was not very confident going into today, and uh, it showed with the way they started. And it is what it is. But uh, that type of pressure that's all you can ask for from the guys is to give that performance to the end. You know they were knackered, they were leggy. Um, we had to rotate some players, but we still took care of business. And that's what that's what Jurgen does. They dig down deep, and the team 
Team takes care of business. I couldn't be prouder. It doesn't matter how it works out. But walking the league is always best, I think. If it if it's a, it's on our side, of course. Of course, yeah. I don't like to stress and I don't like to age. I mean, I think Adam Petriccioni says it's the eighth best Premier League points total ever. Um, if that's correct, amazing. Um, that's what Adam put there. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? And Dave, I'll come to you. How, wh- what's your preference? Walk the league or stress over the league on the last day? <laughs> so, so if you offered me the red pill or the blue pill, you know, I would choose walk in the league every day of the week. However, it is so great when it does go your way. You know, it's one of the reasons 2005 will be Which the best it hasn't yet ever. So, yeah. would I have preferred to be, you know, five nil up at half time before the match? Absolutely. But the way it played out, you just don't feel those highs it, unless yeah. you've been in that losing position and then you just snatch it at the death with some drama. So, yeah, it doesn't do well for you know a few grey hairs and. Uh, the hard pressure and whatever but um yeah I, I would choose my head would absolutely choose walking it but my heart it does love a, 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 it's a bit of drama down to the wire but put it going our way okay right okay right um uh, i don't know till we don't win it on the last day i don't enjoy this at all right anyway enough of that enough of that right we've got our first caller up it is kieran kieran welcome back thank you you know, you know what to do. You know, the, you know the drill on the Nina Kaza show. So take it away. Yeah, it was a very strange game of football today, especially what was on the line. I thought it was a very um, uh, the perform. I don't, I don't think it was a good performance. But look, I think at the end of the day, the result it was a result that mattered. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough because. You know, you have to give credit to City. You know, they, they come back from 2-0 down and then score three goals in five months is quite impressive in fairness. And you have to take your hats off them. But look, I'm proud of what we've achieved this season. Um, I think it's been a hell of an effort. But unfortunately, it just wasn't it just wasn't the bay today in terms of the league. Yeah, no, I think I think that those are fair points and assessments, Kevin. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, my pleasure. No, absolutely. Right. You know what, guys? I think this podcast is going to be a little bit everywhere. And I'm just kind of going through some of the chat stuff as well. And uh, I think one of my biggest concerns today, um, uh, both of you, I want to get your thoughts on this, is uh, I think Kieran touched on it. It wasn't the best performance, but like City, you know, we're up against a sports watch team. We know that. I think for me, one of the biggest... Um, Concerns today is um, I hope Thiago's okay for the final because Rami Zaktar just put shame we couldn't win the title but also um, losing Thiago for the final, that's a double blow. And to me, I, I was very concerned about that. That's a bigger concern to me. So you guys, share me, give me some thoughts on that because I do feel like in the second half when he came off because obviously he was a sub and uh, we had to sub him off and Milner came on, I thought we looked significantly horrible in the midfield when he came off. Uh, yeah, Nate, I think, well, you know, I think pressure is also a big thing that we need to take into consideration here. The pressure was on for us. We were a little disjointed, um, you know, but and the performance it was not a good performance, uh, but mm-hmm. also City didn't have a good performance either. And that's what pressure yeah. does. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your concern is a valid concern. I mean, Thiago is 
he's the maestro of that midfield. Um, yes. And the concern of having him against Madrid, uh, not having him against Madrid is a, is a very valid and serious one. I know that Fabinho mm-hmm. will be back, um, but ideally you'd want uh, Fabinho, Naby, and, uh, or at least I would want Fabinho, Naby, and, and Thiago out there against Madrid. Mm. Let's hope that it's a quick recovery. Let's hope that uh, it's nothing too serious and it's all precautionary like we did with Virgil and we've done with uh, Mo um, in the last match. So it's just one of those things, right? Uh Injuries are part of the game. The guys are knackered. Um, they've really ran themselves in the ground. Most games, they've played every possible game. They're going to play every possible game that they can. Um, two trophies in the bag. We keep going. We got another game to play. Um, it's all we can do is cross our fingers, hope that the medical staff can get him up and running, and and uh, and he's and, and he's good enough to go. Um, but yeah, he did look really disappointed on the bench, uh, and that's always concerning, especially with a player of his caliber. Absolutely, and the. And then what kind of gives me a little bit, hope, a bit, little bit of hope and confidence is the fact that I don't know if Jürgen's kind of spoke to them, but it's almost like if they feel something, they've been advised to kind of go down and not, not kind of play through and make their injury worse. So that's, a, I don't know, we're going to have to just watch this space, but he's somebody that we definitely need for the final. Would you agree, Dave? Uh, he's huge, you know? Absolutely. I think, especially against Madrid, you know, with a league game, you can get away with that running around, but that bit of class that Thiago gives you, I just think we'll miss him. I don't think, you know, it's it's not like a massive drop-off, you know, when, when we played Madrid and Salah goes off and you're thinking, right, there's no one else on the pitch. So we could still do it without Thiago, I feel, but yeah, it would be a massive miss. And especially after the season he's had, for me, it would just be fitting for him to just give that masterclass in midfield. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a loss for the final as well, if you know, not just us Liverpool fans, if he's not there. I agree. I think he's absolutely huge, and um, he definitely starts for Real Madrid against me because, again, we definitely need like a maestro in that midfield, certainly against that Real Madrid. Because I think one thing we've noticed about Real Madrid is when they play, uh, they always kind of have like the players like Modric and Cruz starting, don't they? Let them kind of, you know work their way and then they bring on the, the younger players, you know, like Camavinga and the younger players to kind of run ragged. So, I don't know. We we need Thiago. Thiago is world-class and uh, I definitely need some control. We need some control in that midfield. Right, guys, let's kind of, uh, we're, as you can tell, I'm a bit everywhere on this podcast. Team lineup. Dave, I'll come to you. Um, Pretty much what you expected? Yeah, I don't think there was any real kind of shocks there. You know, we know about the injuries going in. I was just surprised Mo could even make the bench, to be honest. Glad he did. But mm. I think that was the only uh, real surprise. Also, Divock, I, I just wanted Origi to, you know... You know what, Nina? All week, I've been telling myself, my logical part of my brain has been saying, there's no chance. There's no way City are going to drop points here. So don't even entertain the idea. And then I've just got mm. this little emotional part of my brain saying, yeah, but it can happen, can't it? It can happen. And, you know, I've been having this argument with myself. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of in a weak moment, you know, I'll, I'll romanticize about, you know, it being 1-1 in the 90th minute and then Origi scores the winner and Coutinho scores at Villa. Uh, <laughs> and that did happen, obviously, but, uh, you know, scoring the winner for Villa rather than just a consolation. So, yeah, I think um, team lineup as expected. And I was I was fairly confident, but I was 
again, I was a bit nervous because no one was talking about Wolves, and I know they've been on a bad run, but they they often seem to give us a bit of a hard time, and and some of the top other top teams a hard time as well. So I didn't think quite as hard a time as they did give us in the first half, but you know I felt like we we could do this. Um, we didn't need any of the fringe players to come in to give us extra legs. You know, most of this team had had a rest in the last game, so. Yeah, as expected, I think. As expected. And what about you, um, Manda? What did you make of the team lineup? It was pretty much what I expected in terms of some of the injuries, some of the players, what you have to kind of field, and uh, of course, big game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of what we expected, right? Um, Bobby's not been getting a run in the team as a starter recently. Um, he's just come back from injury, too, not too long ago. So, I mean, I think I would have wanted to see Bobby start the match um, in the middle, maybe Diaz and uh, Sadio um, on the wings. Um, not that Diogo doesn't give us a, a, a ton. He's a talented player and everything, but I think Bobby really just connects the dots up front and he really puts the pressure on the team. And in the game where where we just needed to be really tenacious. Um, I think that would have benefited us. But aside from that, uh, yeah, I think the team is what, what, what we expected, especially knowing Virgil was injured. Um, and we saw how that cost us early on. Um, Konate is a wonderful, wonderful player, but that was, that was a really simple goal to give away um, early yes. on. And that, uh, mm-hmm. that set us off on the wrong foot and, and the pressure was on from there on out. And, you know, I, I think honestly, if we we wouldn't have had that that pressure and we were able to get a, the first goal and the second goal, and City were down to nothing, and their stadium would have would have known what that scoreline was, just like we were very aware of what their scoreline was throughout the match. Um, pressure is a is 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 a very big variable here, and that could have you know changed the swing of things. But ultimately, you know, like Dave said, we got to give credit to City. City is a wonderful team, a well drilled team. Um, you know, but City's also done, and they're going home, and we still have the biggest match in Europe to play for, uh, the biggest prize of all. So, you know, they can't be too, too disappointed with the results. It's hard to be disappointed with a team then that, that lost two matches. Uh, in a year, you know, I know. Uh, and there were 14 points behind in January. Like, if you just think about that for a moment, like, you know, you know, I was talking about running away with the league. Man City were running away with the league. Yeah, I think if you would have told anybody, anybody on this call or anybody in these chat rooms or anybody on Twitter that's read uh, in January that we would take it to the last day and we would have a fighting chance and and all the things that, that, that have gone between then and now, um, I think you would have definitely, definitely taken that. And I would have called you a liar back then, I, you know, but mm. from doubters to believers, I mean, Jurgen, Jurgen and, and his Reds should never be doubted. We're never out of a fight. We're always in there. Um, we're scrappy. We're tenacious. We have a mentality that that was missing from us for a long, long time. And Jurgen really instilled that. And and I think this team is just something, something really special. And and you know, it's it's Jurgen signing that deal and extending his stay just gives me hope and and faith that that we're going to be at the pinnacle again. Um, you know, we'll we'll get another one in the next year or two this team this group stays together and we work hard um yeah we have some contracts to sort and that that's part of it all um but our recruitment for new players is has we don't miss that's one thing i know that everybody wants a big signing and everybody wants all the things that go along with it and and, and all the money that goes along with them price tags but it doesn't matter as long as it's the right player for this system i have faith that this 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 team this this organization um will figure it out and we'll just reload and we'll come back stronger they haven't given me a reason to believe otherwise. I love it. There's just so much positivity. You know, uh, I could not agree more. There's just so much to look forward to. 
and things certainly looking in the right direction. And I think, you know, personally, I don't think Pep Guardiola will stay long at City. That's just my thoughts. I think he's got his eye on the Champions League and that's the one that he wants to win and it's the one that kind of eludes him a little. So long may that continue, but I don't think he'll be there long now. And um, I guess what we kind of have to talk about now is, I mean, did you guys... Somebody keeps putting on their camera. Can you turn that off? Because it's really distracting. Sorry, I don't know who that was. And I'm just going to have verbal diarrhea and I'm going to speak as I find. I don't know who that was, but you've been told. Um, <laughs> right, let's carry on. Um, Dave, uh, obviously, it, it, you know, we're talking about this game and it's more emotional than it is tactical. But within three minutes, we concede like the most, oh gosh, you know, like the easiest goal. And obviously, Konate was at fault there. But you're, you're thinking, oh my God, that, that wasn't meant to happen. But, you know, it did. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on, on just that whole, you know, what, what Mando said there about, you know, you're playing your game, but you have to kind of drop the sucker punches on, on the opposition who's playing in the other game. So obviously, we were getting a lot of, reaction to what Aston Villa were doing I mean imagine if we were like like Mando said 2-3-0 up how would how would the fans react to that and how would that kind of um, you know like circulate to the players these are big things aren't they we actually don't really pay much attention to them but that is huge yeah but I, I have to say I I wasn't I was a bit disappointed it was a really soft goal to concede um, and I was watching it on the the American channel so I had like Andy Townsend and it, it was Canate at fault, to be honest. But yeah. you know they're very quick to blame Alexander Arnold, and it's like, are you watching the same thing that I'm watching? It's very strange. But um, if you're going to concede a goal, concede it in the first few minutes. You know, I, I wasn't I particularly worried at that point because if City won it, I thought that's because they're going to smash uh, Villa like five nil. You know, and and how many times have we seen it? You know, we're waiting for one team to do us a favour and then within five minutes or ten minutes, they're already 1-0 up. And then very soon after, they're 2-0 up. And it's just like, you know, if we won it, though, it would be because we kept, you know, grinding it out. We kept at it, you know, through the league, through the Champions League, through the FA Cup, through the, the League Cup. You know, we are the team more than anyone who can grind out those results. So I wasn't yes. really that worried. And uh, yeah, it was a really soft goal. I, I thought, you know, the the guy who laid it up, I thought he did well. Um, so, but I, I, at that point, I was just not worried. By half time, I was a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, I, I felt like we could always win this game. And it was just, I didn't have confidence that Villa would be able to, to do as a bit of a favour. Oh, you know what? I feel like the hope just kind of got me. But anyway, Mando, I'm going to come to you now and uh, your thoughts on Neto's goal because they took it so... They were quick and devastating. I think it was him and Jimenez who kind of squared it to him, right? And uh, yeah, just made a bit of a mug out of Canate there. But what a... As I agree with Dave. If you're going to concede, concede early. But I was like, that wasn't scripted. You know, like when you're watching things. I, yeah, I think my reaction was very much like Jurgen's reaction, right? I just had a smirk and I shook my head and said, that's not how you want to start these games. Um, you know, Jimenez had a simple task. Uh, he just ran the ball down, centered a nice, simple ball. Neto did what you would expect him to do. Um, 
Yeah, it was just unfortunate. It was unfortunate. We hadn't had a chance to get into a rhythm. Obviously, the game had just started. Uh, but yeah, it was just a misjudgment by Kanate, and, and that's not something you expect from him. You know, he's really good in the air. We've seen that. Um, he's been really good in the Champions League. Uh, but when, you know, I don't think him and Matip is having a ton of time together. Um, so that also, communication, he was playing on the different side today, Kanate. That also was probably a challenge and something different for him. Uh, but, you know, it's happens. It's part of the game. It was a weak goal to con- concede, but I mean, I'd rather have it in the third minute than in the 80th minute. So that's yeah. one of those things where uh, I felt like it was something we could overcome. Um, to Dave's point, when we got to halftime, I was a little bit more concerned, um, especially knowing the scoreline at the other game. Uh, it was something we really, really needed. And pressure, again, is something that that although this team can handle it and we, they've proven it time and again, it's it's just one of those things that, that, that do weigh on you and 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 the Premier League is one of those titles that we haven't gotten a taste of it too, too much in our lifetimes. Uh, well, at least a lot of our, a lot of the younger fans and, and it's the one that we always really, really want. We wanted number 20. Um, but you know, two trophies in the bag already, one more to play for. It's kind of hard to, to even be upset. And, you know, to your point, and it's the hope, it's the hope that gets you, it's the hope that kills. Um, but it's also the hope that gives you life, you know, and, and that's what makes it all worth watching and why we wake up or why I wake up at four in the morning to, to, to put myself through this on a regular basis is because, you know, these reds are incredible. It, it gives me a lot of joy. Um, and, and I can't, I, you know, nothing, I, I can't be disappointed in these men. I can't. Um, oh, it's they, absolutely. And then, and, and, you know, regardless of how it happened today, the weak goal, regardless of city scoring fucking three goals in 10 minutes, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And then it's something you can't control. And, it's just something that you you just enjoy the ride, and and Jurgen's right when he says the journey the journey is part of it all, um, and and that's the most enjoyable part. You know, you want to be at the pinnacle at all times, but it's hard to argue that these Reds aren't still to this even even being second in their own league. These Reds are probably still considered by most football fans and 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 people that watch other leagues and and people that follow teams in other leagues as as the best team in the world, and and they absolutely are. And I, I couldn't be prouder to be a supporter of of the best team in the world. Here, you know what? I was obviously watching the game as we and my mum was watching it, and she's like, "Oh, you know, you finished second. What was the point?" Like, she's so bitter. I love her, but she's so like, I don't know. She she she's got a bit of needle in her. And I was like, "Dude, I was like, you sport Man United. You're losing to Crystal Palace. Are you even conference? Yeah, like, should you even be voicing an opinion on anything? Like, two trophies in the bag. We've got a, a European final." She cute, you know, but like she, I don't know, like she's like, oh, you know, but I think she didn't mean it in like in like that sense, but like I I could sense the needle in it, and it kind of made me laugh a little. But she's like, oh, you finished second. But the funny thing is, she really hates Man City. By the way, she thinks they're a real horrible plastic club that has no soul. So make of that what you will. <laughs> so, um, Dave, I'm going to come to you because uh, one thing I did notice though was. Um, Obviously, after the goal, you're looking for a reaction. And one player that, to me that looked really, really bright was um, Diaz. Um, I, I can't wait to see a full season of this guy. I think he's incredible. I love the energy. I love his dribbles. I love his um, smartness. I love the fact that he wants to cross the ball. I want to see more of his um, finishing, though. He, to me, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. I just want to see him on the end of more goals. But I don't think he does tap-ins. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does that cut inside, doesn't he? And you're just yeah. waiting 
for him to get a shot away and see the net burst. Uh, we've seen him for Colombia, we've seen him for Porto do it many times, and and he's just not really done it as much for us. I don't know. I've I've heard lots of people say about oh, wait till he gets full preseason behind him, and and you know wait till till we see how he is then. But I'm I'm scratching my head and I'm thinking I don't I'm know where the guy's ceiling is. You know because. <laughs> I can't imagine he's going to be that much better than he is now. Because if he is, Jesus Christ, we have got a real player. But he almost strikes me as one of those players that's almost uncoachable. You know, he does so many things just uh, on instinct. He's almost like one of those uh, skills footballers, you know, street footballers who just play around with the ball and it's stuff. Like but, Suarez vibes. He gives me them vibes. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the yeah, same that's... player, but just having that kind of player that is just so exciting to watch. Yeah, it's a good comparison. And there's lots of differences between those two, but, you know, there's, there's similarities as well where they have the ball and they just do things that you just don't mm. expect. You know, if you see... I'll pick on him a little bit, but Milner, you know, does all the things you expect him to do. Whereas Diaz does everything that's different. And so, yeah, I actually thought he looked a little bit leggy compared to how we've seen him in, in the previous few months. Second but... half to me, he fizzled out. Second half, they all fizzled out for me. Yeah. So so I think he, he's had better games, but he just always looks like a, a bit of a wild card and like he can, he can create something. I actually thought Robertson, I'm a massive fan of Andy Robertson. I think he's the best left back I've ever seen for us. But I didn't think he had his best game, even though he actually popped one in for a change. Mm. Uh, He had a chance in the first half, didn't he? And I thought he shinned it right over. And I thought, yep, that's consistent (laughs) with form. You know, if you actually actually think about it, then you know it's going over the bar. But um, no, I thought Diaz was good. I thought Thiago, uh, when he got on the ball again, you know, he looked like he could create something before he, he came off. But did he I, did he put that gorgeous passing for Mane? I uh, can't remember. Also, like yourself, Nina, I was just like, I didn't make notes. Games, I'm, so sh- I didn't I'm sure he notes. put a gorgeous ball. I'm sh- was it was it was it a little like back flick from uh, Thiago that when Mane scored his goal? Am I am I hallucinating? It was. It was. Thank you, thank you. I did not make notes, and I just have to. I don't have the best memory, so that's why I take notes, people. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think um, if anything, if in the first half, I thought if anyone was going to create something, it would be Thiago or mm-hmm. uh, Diaz. Yeah, I, I'd second that. The brightest. Amanda, um, I'm going to come to you. Just quickly, your thoughts on uh, just um, Diaz's ceiling. I mean, is there any more insight you'd like to add into this guy? Because he... I think he just adds another set of problems for defenders. He adds something else to our attack. And um, I, I I can't wait to see a full season of him next season. You know, Luis Diaz is just a tenacious player, right? Um, he's just relentless the way he plays. Um, he's he's brave. He takes people on. He, he, he does things that, you know, that you do, at, you know, outside playing street ball. Uh, he's just having fun. Uh, I think the ceiling is, is pretty pretty high for Luis Diaz. I think we're only barely scratching the surface. Uh, I think a whole preseason, a whole, you know, another couple, another year or two under Klopp, um, he can be on the level of Salah, he could be on the level of Sadio, what we're talking about, Ballon d'Or nominations. 
Luis Diaz is that type of player. He has that type of skill and he has that type of mentality. Uh, just the way, the joy he has in playing this game um, and the way he's fit in so, so seamlessly with the Reds is incredible. Um, you know, usually we sign a player and it takes some time for them to bet in. And I know injuries kind of forced him in there a little bit earlier than, than we typically see players come in when we sign them. But he came in and he hit the ground running. He scored some vital goals for us. He's created some vital assists. He's always looking dangerous and looking to attack and on the front foot. Um, sometimes his final decision making isn't the best, but that's, I mean, he's still a young player and he's still getting used to, to, to the system, the team. Um, and, and, and once he, you know, refines his finishing and stuff along like that, he, he's going to be in the Ballon d'Or conversation. And, and I'm just excited to, to be able to see him week in and week out for many years to come. And, and he's just one of those players that fits Jurgen, like Jurgen's teams, like a glove and, and he suits Liverpool so, so well. And, and, and I'm just happy that he's on our team and we were able to get him at a bargain and, 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 you know, I, I still think he's going to have a major role to play next weekend uh, because he is, you know, the most aggressive, the most front foot. He's going to go at these, these, these fullbacks from Madrid. And, and I think there's going to be a goal or two that's going to come um, from Luis Diaz. Uh, but long-term I see him being, uh, just a, just a very, very important figure for this team and this side going forward. Absolutely. And you know what, guys, I'm glad you spoke about this because you have to look at the, the Champions League final. Who who would be your preferred starting three? Because one thing I'm kind of noticing is, um, you know, we saw Jota in the final against uh, Chelsea and, you know, he's doing everything right, but just couldn't get in on the score of action. And I feel like we're doing everything, but we're just we're just not finishing our chances. And to me, that felt very true of today as well. Certainly in the second half, like the final ball, the final quality, the final ball wasn't quite right. The quality wasn't quite there. And you're looking at a final and literally against this Real Madrid side as well, can I add, you need to take all your chances and then some because they are relentless and they just don't back down. Ask Man City. You know, the game is not over till it is over. And even then Benzema might have something to say about it. But it's it's one of those it's one of those opponents. And I'm just thinking now who would be the most ideal front three to start this? I mean, does does um does Diaz start and absolutely, you know, you know annihilate them or is he one of those players that you bring off off the bench when their defence looks a little tired? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Who would be your preferred starting um starting front three? I'll come to Dave first on this one. <laughs> right. I, I I think for me, Jota is probably the fifth out of the strikers that I would pick. I, what I was trying to think as you were talking then is, I know Bobby is, you know, he's only come back recently. He's not looked particularly great since he's been back. If he's up to standard, you know, if if he's got the fitness, you know, and the backroom staff reckon he's ready to go, I would play with Bobby. And I think I'd be tempted to go with the classic front three of us, you know, so Mo, Mane, and Bobby. And I think Diaz would be that kind of option off the bench. I just feel that Madrid are going to have quite a lot of the ball at some point, and we're going to do a lot of chasing. And so I'd prefer to have Diaz as the option when there's a bit more space, perhaps in the second half, you know, legs are a bit more tired. There's a bit more space in behind defenders. So I, I think, you, you know, so I don't know what the odds are, but 
you know, I remember when they beat City, I think people were saying, oh, Liverpool will wipe the floor with these. We know it's not going to be that straightforward. And I think, uh, yeah, I'd probably go Mo, Mane, Bobby. And if, uh, the second option for that would, would probably, I probably would have Diaz in for Bobby and, uh, you know, put Mane up top and Diaz out on the left. I mean, Bobby isn't a bad shot. It all depends what happens in the midfield as well, right? Because it depends what happens there. I don't know what's going to happen with Thiago. Hopefully he's fit. But Mando, what about you? Who's your starting eleven? How would you approach this? Uh, yeah, I think I would also... Uh, I think that's a good shout by Dave. I would also probably go with the classic three. Um, mm. Bobby gives a lot. He can press. And I don't know if he's going to give us 90, but I think Bobby a good 60 minutes. And then having... Uh, having Luis Diaz run at these tired legs after Madrid's a little leggy. Mm. Um, you know, Bobby's a little bit fresher than these guys. We saw it today. There's there's some fatigue in the team. We haven't had a rest. We've been playing so many matches. Uh, and Madrid's going to have a little bit of time off. So that that is important. Um, and I do think that Bobby, you know, I, I, in these moments, a lot of times I think experience does matter. Bobby's been there Um you know he's been on this stage he knows what 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 he's doing he knows how to press he's he it's just i don't know i have a feeling that bobby's going to play a very vital role here um in the final Uh, i would hope to i would like to see him start uh and diaz then attack some of these guys with tired legs uh i think that can make a a vast difference if the game is still within reach if not uh give us the opportunity to put it well out of reach uh that would be the way i would go about it um i also think diogo on form is probably probably fifth choice uh, for me up top. Um, he hasn't had a goal in, in quite some time. He's looked a little bit uh, lost up there. Um, he's usually a really good poacher and finds himself in really good mm. spots. I just really haven't seen that from him in the you know yes. in the last month or so. Uh, mm. And Bobby, I know, hasn't played a ton because he's, he's coming back from injury. But I think it, it would be vital to have him start the match against Madrid and, 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 and put the pressure on some of those center backs you know, as a defensive striker, if you will, um, and try to press and get the ball back and, and do all those things. Uh, yeah, that that's what I would go with if I was Jurgen. But, you know, whatever he goes with, I trust it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like, I like the classic front three shout as well, guys. Let's hope we see that. You know what? I don't really want to talk an awful lot about this game or nitpick it or whatever because I think it's been a truly, truly remarkable season. So I'm just going to, I don't know, just going to come to my panel and I'm going to ask you what's been your highlight of the season. Uh, Mando, any highlight from the season? It's been oh, a lot. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to, to single anything out. Um, I'd say my favorite goal is, I don't even remember who we were playing, but the one-two with... Uh, with Matip where he made that incredibly that incredible run and then uh dinked it over the keeper is probably my favorite goal of the season just because uh we don't expect Big Joel to do that and I think all of us all season long watching him make those those runs into uh into midfield and then into attack really just wanted to see him get one so that was that was that was probably my favorite goal of the season but yeah I don't know um another one of my favorite moments actually was today I saw that we gave um Divi uh, uh, guard of honor, and that's uh, something that he absolutely deserves. Um, Divac Origi is, is a player that we're going to miss. Um, didn't get a lot of time on the pitch for us, but he he gave us more big moments than I think I can count, and uh, that's something that 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 you you can't really account for. You know, players like that that have 
that keep their nerve, that go in there and know that their time is limited and still make a huge difference. But stay with Takumi Minamino. What a player he's been for us. Uh, Ten goals in the amount of time that he's played. I think a lot of it has been the role players that 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 we don't necessarily talk about on a week in week out basis, and it just goes to show the strength of the squad, the faith that all of these players have in each other, and the belief that they have in themselves that when they get the chance to play, uh, they capitalize on it. Um, you don't see that with every team. You don't see that in every squad, um, and it's a luxury we have, and it's something that a lot of these players. Uh, like those guys um, should shouldn't be taken for granted and 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 should also be celebrated in the way that that Salah is and that Mane is um, because they contributed just just as much to this side and to this run and to this journey as anybody else. Um, so I I think for me is highlighting those players that don't always get the recognition. No, they really don't. And I'm glad you mentioned Taki there. And I he's definitely one of those players that I want to. St- See, stick around at Liverpool and uh, yeah, um, Diva Kaviga, I really do wish him all the best. I think you can honestly say, hand on heart, that he is a Liverpool legend for all the stuff that he's done and all the important goals. Dave, I'm going to come to you. Um, key, you know, things that kind of stick with you this season. So I'm going to cheat a little bit, I think, and I'm going to choose a month. <laughs> you choose April, a month, yes. April, when we were staring at that, it looked so formidable. And let's let's be fair, and again, I, I love this podcast. It, it, it's always therapy for me because I, I already feel myself getting back to equilibrium. You know, I've been a bit down right after the final whistle. You know, we come straight on here. But we shouldn't lose perspective on what a great team this is. And mm-hmm. in my memory, 2001, we were playing a, a crunch game on Saturday and a crunch game in midweek, you know, and that was the treble season. And, and, you know, it was an amazing season. But when I actually look back at the figures, we were gone from the league. It, you know, we, we snatched, you know, fourth right at the end. But And, and that was great. But it, when I looked at the fixtures, it wasn't as formidable as how April looked. Mm. And, you know, we started off with Otford, Watford, we had Benfica a couple of times. We had City a couple of times. We had mm-hmm. Man United. We had Everton. It just looked unbelievable. And we came away, you know, out of all of those competitions with either a win or a draw. You know, we didn't lose at all. And the only sour note a little bit is that, you know, we didn't beat City, but they mauled us in that game, you know, but we didn't lose. And so I felt that that was enough and, you know, to, to actually destroy them. I know they came back and it was 3-2 in the FA Cup semi-final. But really, that, that second goal of theirs was right at the end. It wasn't a reflection on the match. And so my my choice would be April and just how much I enjoyed that. But if I was to narrow it down, that first half against City in the FA Cup semi-final was mm. some of the best football I think I've yes. ever seen. And you know, given how City had played us off the park, really, at their place uh, for the two-all draw, to come out with a performance like that was unbelievable. And again, I just think that this, this for me, is the best team I've ever seen. Best Liverpool yeah. team I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, and I've seen them through the 80s, you know, early 90s, let's say. Uh, all the great teams. But this is the best. So the fact that we've not won the league shouldn't take away from that. They they are brilliant. And, and that April, 
you know, there's not many teams that will come out with a uh, a record like we did there. Unbelievable team. I think, you know, when I kind of look back at this season as well, you, you kind of look back at, you know, that month when we kind of got hit with some injuries in the midfield and we were drawing some stupid games. Like, this is when I wasn't covering the football for personal reasons. Guy stepped in and uh, I, I had, like, kind of one eye on the, on, on the results. I weren't watching the games. But I just remember seeing scores like where we were drawing to teams like Brighton and Brentford and we were dropping points yeah. like that. And I feel like that that's what that's what kind of like I don't know, for me, um was was the defining moments of the season. I'm not putting a negative spin on it, but it's just you know, like and Kevin's just coming here and he said um uh, in in the in the Discord chat and he goes, um, look, for us to win the league next season, we need to win at least 30 of our 38 games, even, you know, like it might be enough. It's absolutely ridiculous, the inconsistency, the, the consistency that we have right now. Yeah, talking about Man City and pushing us to our very, very limits. So guys, I mean, this is it. Mando, uh, Dave just said that this is like literally the greatest Liverpool team that he's ever seen play. And I think a lot of us would agree with that. And it's just a shame that they are up against this Man City side. Uh, so for us for next season, I mean, in it looks like it's that old chestnut of Simon Brundish, isn't it? Beat the dross, win the league. Like I've heard that said so many times, but it literally does come down to that. I mean, next season, you, I mean, how do Liverpool compete with this beast? Liverpool just has to do what they do. They just have to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, I, I don't think we need to change much. Uh, a lot of winning the league is luck. A lucky bounce, a good call, a bad call, um, an injury here or there. I mean, look at how good we are as a team, right? And last year we barely scraped fourth because Allison Becker is a god amongst men. If not, we wouldn't have. Um, but, you know, City loses De Bruyne, um, City loses a key player, um, and, and, and it changes the whole dynamic. Um, so it's a lot It's a lot of luck. I don't think that we need to change too, too much. I don't think that we need to go crazy in the transfer market. I don't think that we need to um, have this, you know, pretend that we're, you know, this gap between them and us is, is massive. It's not. It's inches. Yeah. It's millimeters. This is one decision away, a hand bob by Rodrigo um, that, that, that could have gone our way, that could have won the league. It's It's a lot of things. Um, I can sit here and tell you the tie against Brighton. I can sit here and tell you the, the result against Tottenham a few weeks ago, and and all of this cost us what it cost us. It didn't cost us anything. This is it's part of the it's part of it. You, you know, to go perfect is not unless you're unless you're Barcelona's uh, if, unless you're Barcelona's female side, you're not going to win every match. You're not. Um, this is just the reality. But to push a team that's built like Man City is to the brink, to put the pressure and the onus on them is a lot i you know i'm confident that if we keep doing what we're doing and we keep plugging away and we could stay healthy that liverpool will lift this trophy again in the next year or two um and i say that with full confidence i don't you know i don't i don't think that we need to change who we are or what we do or or reinvent the wheel um this is literally a point that that, that we lost by um and and 92 points is 92 points you know Adam mentioned earlier it's the eighth, eighth most points, and I'm sure that uh, ever, and I'm sure that Man City probably has five to six of the other top points, right? So no one is going to be even close to City aside from us. No one's going to be close to us aside from City. Um, I think us pushing each other is what it, what it takes. And I think, honestly, if City wasn't as competitive as they are, as good as they are, as clinical as they are in the league, we our, our level would drop. Um 
So I think that they drive us as much as we drive them. And again, it's a luck thing. It's it's a game of inches. It's a game of millimeters. I don't think we need to change. Um, that would that would be me admitting that we're not good enough and we're more than good enough. I just think as well, if it wasn't for a team like Liverpool pushing this Man City side, they would be walking the league every single season. And you know, for you know, and I know a lot of people don't like Liverpool. Uh, I don't think any non-Liverpool fans don't like. Obviously, we've not listened to this podcast, but you need Liverpool because otherwise you end up with like a farmer's league. And it's true, that would happen. Because realistically, who can you see push? Who from all the other teams can you see take take Man City to the last game of the season? You, There is no one. Nobody could do it. Man United finished second last season. How many points difference was there? It was significantly huge. Well, I'm looking at Chelsea and they're like 19 points behind. It, it's it's ridiculous the levels of, mm. of consistency these two teams have been at. And, you know, they've got Haaland coming in next year. And it's like, well, I don't know how you can change it that much. You know, we, we lost two games this year. Uh, it's ridiculous. Mm. No, 100%. So it is what it is, guys. Um, I don't know. Um. I think you've all hit the nail on the head there. I mean, for you, Dave, I mean, what do Liverpool need to do next season? Um, they're already great. They're already brilliant. It's not a case of, like, spending loads of money in the transfer window. None of that. Also, it's also, also worth noting as well, Liverpool have played more games than Man City this season as well. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're fighting on all fronts. And, you know, City, OK, they've won the league. That's one. We could still come out of this season with three trophies. And I had one of my Man United friends send me, a, you know, Ferguson's the only manager to win the treble. And I'm like, well, if we win the Champions League, I think that's a better treble, to be fair. But um, even if we don't, it's been an amazing season. And the reason we love football and we watch it is for the entertainment. OK, the one thing that comes out is, you know, did you win, lose or draw? But it's about being entertained as well. And so I just can't feel too gutted about where we are today. I think, um, I do think we'll win on Saturday. I think it will be close. I think it will go to the wire absolutely extra time. And hopefully Benzema has a bit of an off day. But yeah, I I just can't feel that bad. It's just an amazing team. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for where we are now and Mm. for next year as to what do we do i don't think we change anything i just think we carry on doing what we're doing and that means that doesn't just mean on the pitch it means you know in the recruitment as well there can't be many teams out there who have nailed that recruitment as well as we have yeah look at everton look how many and look how much money they spent and then they're doing a pitch invasion because they avoided relegation. You know, they're the other end of the scale where, you know, they've just recruited terribly. Whatever we're doing behind the scenes. And Klopp is our focal point, you know, as the manager. But he has got a great team behind him because he, he can't do all of that on his own. Mm. So I just think we have to keep doing what we're doing. And eventually, you know, I, I hold out hope that the whole sports washing thing gets completely called out. And, you know, there's a change within football because at the moment it is in danger of becoming just a bit dull, isn't it? Especially if we have an off season, you know, 
City will just have won it by March. And so yeah. I, I don't think anyone wants that. Not as an entertainment. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd expect Newcastle probably in the next three years or so will be pushing it as well. But for us, I, I think we seem to be a solid, uh, we seem to have a solid foundation. We've got a solid team already. We've got a solid playing squad. We've got solid backroom staff. All of those things are in mm. place. I, I don't think, we don't need to go out and break the bank. We just need to find the right players and the right characters to fit into that squad um, to make us a bit better. Absolutely. Right, guys, I think we have come to the end of this podcast. don't think there's much to say. But as you know, um, so we, spoke to, we, we spoke about your favourite moment. Of the, who's your player of the season? There, there, there. That's an interesting one. I want to get your thoughts on this one. And this time round, I am going to come to Dave first on this one. Who's been your player of the season? Hands down, Mo Salah. It's, it's a bit harsh to, you know, discount all the other players as well. But, I mean, Mane has been brilliant the last few months. Uh, really pulled it out of the bag. And it, it reminded me, but, you know, when we were uh, in that winning league season, didn't seem to matter like if someone out of that front three if someone was having an off day you know someone else would pop up and they just seem to swap uh whereas at the beginning half of the season definitely you know it was most mm. some of the goals it scored were just unbelievable yes. the assists he tops well obviously son scored a couple of goals you know to to share the golden boot today but but okay still joint top goal scorer Top of the assist league as well, uh, you know. And if you consider before Afcon came up, we were all shitting it. We were all like, "Yeah, we're screwed. We're going to lose mm. Mo. We're going to lose Mane. We're going to lose Cater. Cater will come back injured. Oh god, the world's terrible." <laughs> and he still made the final. I know he didn't win it, at, you know, and Senegal won, but but he still played all of those games. And since he's come back, he he has looked a bit, a little bit leggy. Well. Christ, he's got a right to. He's played that many minutes. So mm-hmm. I just what I think what he's done is borderline superhuman. I think it's amazing. And the fact that, you know, we, we all have that recency bias. And I think the fact that De Bruyne got uh, player of the year is an absolute scandal, to be honest. If you play well in the second half of the season, it just gives you a immediate advantage people forget so, what you do the first half of the season don't they yeah, they really matter. do yeah, yeah yeah he didn't he didn't i was reading before he didn't create an assist until december but no one gives a shit so i i think it's mo i just hope sign that damn contract for fuck's sake i and i hope <laughs> he has a good rest now you know because he deserves it more than anyone yeah here, here. I love that. I love the fact that you kind of went back there and dug out the old more files. And I'm glad you mentioned Afcon as well. People forget that. And for him being tired as well, let's not forget all of Egypt's games went all the way to extra time and penalties. Yeah, he must have been tired. You, um, and Mando, what about you? Who's been your player of the season? I think that's a great shout. Yeah, Bo. Uh, Sadio, I think, would be a great shout. Um, a lot of people were doubting Sadio coming into this season and um, his shooting boots and, and, and how he's been doing for us. Uh, I think him moving and playing at the at the top, at the tip of the three up front um, really changed the trajectory of Sadio's season. He, he really found his his uh, 
his footing. I know that everyone, when Jota came in and then when Diaz came in, everybody was talking about it could be Sadio's position. And and uh, he really came out and, and, and came out Trump's. And, and now we're talking about Sadio in the below the door, right? But uh, I would give my uh, my player of the season would have to be Allison Becker, I think. Um, I think a lot of times he's so good that uh, that the saves he makes or him keeping us in games or the passes or I think today he threw a ball over – uh, the halfway line to, to Bobby when we were four on two and we should have done better there uh, to probably get the second goal for ourselves and we wasted it. But just his awareness, his positioning, his 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 his, his resolve, him saving the penalty um, in the FA Cup final. Um, there's a lot of moments that you can look back and, and say, if it wasn't for Allison Becker or if it was a lesser goalkeeper, we wouldn't have been anywhere near this race and we wouldn't have been anywhere near um, as good as we have been and consistent as we have been. And I think... Uh, for me, it would probably be Allison Becker. Um, it's a shame that he didn't win goalkeeper of the season uh, in the Premier League. It's a shame, a lot of things, right, that he doesn't get the recognition he, he, he deserves. But when you make everything look easy, when you're as good as you are and you make everything look easy, you're not going to get that recognition. So for me, I think it's a pretty pretty, pretty safe choice to go with Allison. I love that. Uh, you know, Allison Becker... And we've got a shout for Mo Salah as well. And my little shout as well would probably be somebody like Virgil van Dijk as well, you know, with the injury that he had and to come back this season and people thought he's not going to be the same player. And yeah, at the beginning, he did look a bit like he was sort of finding his form, finding his way. And he looks he looks like the player that was before he got his his injury, basically. So for me, I have to give it to Virgil van Dijk because you would not think he's had like a bit of a career threatening kind of injury. You know, we're all nitpicking here. It's a squad of legends. Um, it really is, guys. isn't it? You know, if somebody really come on now, if somebody came on now and said, Timmy Cass is my player of the season, I'd be like, zero complaints here. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine yeah. with it. Um, so many moments that win, that win at United, yeah. um, the, the, both all the trips to Wembley um, today, um, just just so many moments and so many yeah. games and so many matches and just the amount of smiles that we probably had on our faces this year is probably unlikely to get matched. Um, and uh, and so to to pick one is just kind of a a disservice to everybody. <laughs> it is, but you know what? Anyone that's listening, give us your shouts. Who's your Who's your player of the season? What was your moment of the season as well? We'd We'd love to hear that. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Guys, um, uh, oh, Steve W there. The only correct answer is Tiago. Again, zero complaints. Zero complaints. Keep them coming. Um, we have come to the end of this podcast. Um, before I go, I want to get some plugs from my guests. Hefty horse there, Simon, thinks it's Alison or Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, I'll come to you first, Dave. Um, who, um, where can people find you on social media? So I tweet most at Seattle Dojos on Twitter. And uh, if you want to hear me as well, you can get me on the VHS Strikes Back or uh, Comics in Motion podcast as well. We've got a few things coming up. We've got Ms. Marvel, uh, first Muslim-based uh, Marvel character. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's going to be a really interesting season. And, uh, of course, we've got Kenobi as well coming up here quite soon. So we'll be covering that as well. I'm really excited about that. Love it. Please, please, please do give Dave a follow and do check out his work. Um, 
please uh, ease an excellent follow. Right, some people are more... Uh, Kieran there says um, his game of the season was the Leicester League Cup game. Yeah, that was pretty decent. G's on toss. Lewis D has been incredible since he came came to Liverpool. Hefty horse. Think Trent's defensive work this season has really been overlooked. So, yeah, but a lot of people are still commenting. But, guys, tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. And, Mando, I'm going to come to you. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, y'all can find me at Armando Angulo 12. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to plug. Just continue to support Anfield Index, all the hard work Nin does, all the hard work Gag's done. Um, you know, the guys from Under Pressure, it's just it's just a labor of love. And um, they make this experience and enhance this experience and this journey so, so much by the work that they put in, um, by as much as they contribute, um, you know, to the fan base. Um you know, it's just nice to be a part of such a wonderful family. So continue to support Anfield Index. Continue to to remain positive. To to, to be believers. We still have another big one at the weekend, and and uh, we're gonna need to be you know in full force and full flow and song. So um, you know, that's it. Just up the fucking Reds. I love it. Yeah, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening and supporting. Um. Anfield Index throughout this um, this whole season. Thank you so much for everyone um, who's been contributing to the Nina Kalza show. Guests, callers, really, really appreciate it. You know, a massive thank you to Guy Drinkle as well at the beginning of the season where I was not doing the shows. Um, you know, massive shout out to Guy Drinkle as well who stepped in for me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us um, at the entire season. Hopefully we come back bigger and stronger next season. For my part, I think I still have one more show left, which obviously will be the Euro incision. Let's hope I'm talking about a win. That would be great. But guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Chins up. Take care. Till next time, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.